0: So, Caitlin, who are we cancelling today?
1: You know, Oliver, I think there's only one choice this week.
0: Can you guess who that might be? Elon Musk?
1: (laughs) Of course. I mean... We, we shouldn't have a show if we don't cover it this week.
0: <laughs> as many times as we cancel Twitter, is this the time it finally works? Well, I mean, I don't
1: think anything we do is going to affect it. <laughs> I think Shush! The- I am the
0: all-powerful cancel daddy! <laughs> Shush!
1: <laughs> hey everyone, I'm Caitlin Burns.
0: And I'm Oliver Ash-Klein.
1: And you're listening to
0: Cancel Me Daddy... The show where we take a closer look at all of the Panic Ground cancel culture with thoughtful analysis and verbal shitposting.
1: So Oliver, how have you been?
0: um i've been recovering from the flu which has not been a fun time no
1: not fun at all
0: Mm -mm, mm -mm.
1: i have a question for you
0: yeah have you watched the
1: world cup at all i i don't sports yes i figured but i had some thoughts (laughs) uh-huh uh-huh tell me i think it's funny that like for four years i'll be like you know the U.S., like, I live here. I have lots of criticisms of it. Like, I'm not somebody who wraps myself in the flag. I don't even think I own an American flag. Uh-huh. And then the World Cup comes around. And I'm like, I, I don't know how to describe it. Like, my inner, like, nationalist comes out when oh, the no. U.S. team comes out onto the field. I'm like, America,
0: fuck yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my God. I'm so embarrassed
1: for you right now. I know it's really bad, and like this World Cup is so problematic. I can't even watch it. Like usually, I sit down and I watch all of the games. I know exactly who all the players are. I know what the standings are in every group, and this time because it's Qatar and how they treat LGBT people, which I wrote about recently, and how they treated the migrant workers about the stadiums. I'm like, th- and the way that they bribed the, basically FIFA to get the world cup in the first place with like that eventually led to like FBI investigations and arrests. I'm like, I can't like willingly support this world cup except when the U S is playing. (laughs) And I don't know
0: how to feel about that. I think you need to be canceled. Oh no. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You know, the world is on fire. A lot of things are bad. Everything's problematic. Find joy where you can, you know?
1: I mean, like Christian Pulisic, who's the best American player. He scored a goal basically with his nuts the other day to win the game. Like, I don't know. I I kind of I kind of did that.
0: Wait, wait, he scored it. He scored a goal with his dick. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well that was the joke he, he scored it with his foot and then got hit in the dick
0: okay <laughs> i'm sorry that's so inappropriate but i just like what and i saw a meme
1: of you know the captain america that's america's ass from mm-hmm. Endgame, and it was it was captain america saying that's america's dick
0: okay 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 i think i think this has gone on long enough
1: Um. okay we need to wrap this up uh we're an allegedly serious podcast over here allegedly
0: (laughs) allegedly um no but for um this week's episode caitlin is gonna have a really really smart conversation with um about twitter with professor dave Carr.
1: we yeah we had a lot of time to chat about elon musk and his buying twitter and what it means and you know so, sort of the hilarious missteps that have happened along the way here and then what it means for like the rest of us who you know like this podcast very much built community through twitter and what does that mean for everybody going forward yeah what do we do now joining us today is dave carp who is a professor at george washington university Um, and he uh, is one of my favorite twitter follows Um, and he's especially been i think sharp about the elon musk takeover of twitter Uh, so we're very happy to have him on today dave thanks for joining us
2: thanks for having me let's finally cancel elon once and for all let's get (laughs) it done
1: i feel like uh oliver and i have canceled him before but not to this degree so um yeah i mean like what let's just start big picture like what were your thoughts when you first heard that the sale was actually gonna go through, right? Because like first we heard he's gonna buy it, and then everybody's like, nah, like this guy is just trolling us. And then all of a sudden, it seems like over a weekend, suddenly he was owning Twitter.
2: Yeah. So like I I was really excited in late September because the way it was looking then was he was about to go to Delaware Chancery Court and I I had suddenly started to really care about chancery court because, you know, that's Mm -hmm. a thing. Um, (laughs) But like he was going to go in there and the judge was going to destroy him. And what I was Mm -hmm. really hoping for was that, like, he had signed his contract. The judge was going to say, you can't just walk away from the contract. That's not how contracts work. You can't just pay a billion dollars to get out of it because that's not how this contract works. Mm -hmm. And so the judge was going to say, like, you actually have to buy Twitter, even though they don't want you to buy it and you don't want to buy it. And then he was probably gonna like his lawyers. I thought were gonna go into a room with Twitter's lawyers, and they were gonna agree like, okay, you offered forty five dollars uh, or fifty four twenty per share. Shares are probably worth like twenty bucks now, so pay <laughs> us the difference and we'll let you out. So I thought for a while that we were gonna get like an entertaining court case where the world's richest man looks like a doofus in front of everyone. <laughs> and then I thought he was gonna end up paying like twenty or thirty billion dollars to not own Twitter. Mm -hmm. when I don't own Twitter for free. (laughs) And like, like that was the dream and I thought it was going to happen. It looked so good. And then in mid October, I think it finally dawned on him that that's exactly what was going to happen. And if he had to spend, like probably having to spend like, I don't know, $25 billion to not own Twitter, he should spend the whole 44 billion and just own it. Cause he like believes in himself and thought like, I won't make a big mess of it. I'll I'll turn it around. So yeah, then like, (laughs) O- overnight, it goes from this like very exciting entertainment that I was going to eat so much popcorn watching Delaware Chancery Court somehow. To <laughs> Elon owns Twitter. He spent way too much. Like he, he paid too much for it before the tech crash. And then mm-hmm. all of tech crashed. So what was arguably a $45 billion company when he bought it is worth maybe half, the, half of that. Just like Tesla's worth like half what it was. And so was, I mean, every other tech company's down 33 to 66 percent this year like it's a bloodbath so yeah like that happens and i was like oh man he's like he's gonna i, I thought he was gonna ruin it slow because he has to make a billion dollars in debt payment every year on a company that's never been profitable uh-huh. and i figured that meant like he's gonna come in he's not gonna like make waves like two he's gonna like do some drama but like in three months it'll still be the same site but then he's gonna add a bunch of weird monetization plays to try to make it profitable and that's gonna ruin it slowly like that's what I thought would happen. Yeah, and instead he walked in, and it's just been like every single day, just the worst possible dumb failures of him. Just like it, it looked during the first week to me, like like a somebody at a poker table who like is pretty good at cards until they start losing money, and then they start rushing trying to make their money back. It's called being on mm-hmm. tilt, but it's like they're running, they're they're like trying to get all their money back all at once, so they move too fast and like make a bunch of dumb moves. And it was like looking like that, yeah.
1: I remember with the Twitter blue thing and then um, Stephen King came in and was like, I'm not paying, you know, whatever it was, $20. And he comes flying into those mentions like, 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 like one of those like um, early industrial age, like mm-hmm. uh, hucksters going, well, how about $8? Right. It reminded me, I went to the Eiffel yeah, yeah. Tower when I was a teenager, like like 17 years old and my enduring memory of the Eiffel Tower is that it's full of these vendors at the bottom trying to, like, huck their, like, wares. Uh, and it's all just, like, kitschy tourist stuff. And they're like, they're $20, you know, twenty. it was francs back then. They're like, 20 francs, 20 francs. And I'm like, oh, I'm not paying that. And they're like, 8 francs, 8 francs, 8 francs. And it's like, <laughs> this is supposed to be, like, this brilliant businessman. Uh yeah. I'm not, I, you know, I'm not seeing it. I mean, I didn't see it before, but like, I feel like this purchase in particular has exposed him as like even more of an imbecile than we thought he was. And I was wondering what your thoughts. are. On that.
2: Yeah, well, and and the thing that really stands out is like the legend of Elon Musk was probably his greatest asset mm-hmm. like five or ten years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Like ten years ago. If you would have asked me about Elon Musk, I would have been like, he's he's kind of Tony Stark. Like, he's a, he's a little bit real world Iron Man. And I would have said that having not paid a lot of attention to him. But yeah. like that was the thing. If you didn't know much about Elon Musk, then what you knew is like, well, right, that's the tech billionaire who's like building rockets and electric cars. He's like doing hard shit while everybody else is doing easy shit and kind of making it work. Like, he's he's kind of the good one. Yeah. And then throughout like 2020 and 2021, it starts to fade because he gets into crypto and he's like stealing mm-hmm. memes and everything. But it yeah. still has, he still had that kind of aura of like, well, this guy's building the future. He's like, he's got stuff figured out that no one else has figured out. And he's got an army of fanboys who, like, if he mentions Dogecoin, then I'll go and buy Dogecoin, which means a fat, like, for a while, th- this came out recently, I think, with the SBF stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, FTF, like, one of the things that, Sam Bankman freed was doing like, I guess brilliantly was just front running Musk that like, if he mentioned Dogecoin, they'd buy a bunch of Dogecoin knowing that it would go up and like that, that was working until the tech crash. But like that, like his aura of like being a tech genius was the thing making him money. Like mm-hmm. Tesla was worth a lot of money, not cause they sell a lot of cars, but because it's the Elon company and they must be inventing the future. And like, that was always a media game. Like, that was always an aura. But mm-hmm. that was his public game. Like, that's what he was known for. And what he's going to be known for now is, like, the dumbass who bankrupted Twitter in, like, a couple of months. Yeah. Like, th- we've never – it's not just that he's wasting $44 billion, but, like, this is, this is what gonna be remembered for. Like, he's not the rocket guy. He's not the car guy. He's the guy who burned Twitter to the ground <laughs> in, like, a weird, like – like I, I I wrote about this another time that I've been, been using too many metaphors, but like it really stands out. That the dude's fifty one years old. Grimes left him, and like a month later, he decides that he needs to buy Twitter because it's his favorite toy. Like like other fifty one yeah. year old dudes, like freak out and buy a Tesla. The Tesla guy freaked out and bought Twitter, and it's <laughs> going exactly as badly as you thought it would.
1: I think that might be the title of this episode that Tesla guy, <laughs> guy freaked out and bought Twitter. <laughs> um yeah it's like uh i think that midlife crisis analogy is an apt one here i mean there's all this underlying you know uh, trans twitter mm-hmm. who i happen to be a member of has had a lot of fun with the fact that you know grimes left him ostensibly for a trans woman mm-hmm. we found out his daughter came out as trans and they're as estranged and then he takes over twitter and the first thing he does is lift the hateful conduct process uh, policy uh mm-hmm. protecting trans users of twitter and it's like this is just barely con- like concealed id here to me. Like yeah. uh he's he basically paid billions of dollars to be the main character of this site and also turn it into like his plaything. And it's really strange.
2: Yeah and there's I mean like there's a, a hateful and dangerous part of that obviously. Mm-hmm. And then there's also a kind of like there's a a specific type of shallow cis dude whose brain would just get broken by the notion of like your partner is now dating somebody who's trans instead of you. And yeah. it, oh you were you were so that dude like yeah. oh like <laughs> oh Elon Like, <laughs> like have a little bit of self-esteem buddy you spent 44 yeah. billion dollars just because you're having some trans panic here like
1: <laughs> c- i mean there are worse ways to exercise your trans panic let
2: <laughs> <to> be fair <laughs> that's true that's very true and he's enabling all of them now unfortunately true um and, if, and like the thing that layers onto this um just this past weekend we're we're recording this on a monday and just this past Mm -hmm. weekend he started to dip his toes like pretty hard into the anti-semitism well Mm -hmm. which like today he tweeted up like a pepe meme and it's like you like you have decided that you so desperately want the virulent anti-semites to like you and like a that's pathetic and B, <laughs> that is increasing the likelihood that like my synagogue is going to get shot shot up. So like,
1: yeah,
2: could you fucking not?
1: Can like, we not do this? Like, yeah.
2: get, get a like get a therapist, man. Like, you have you have over a hundred billion dollars still. Like, you could have the therapist just be with you all the time to deal with your issues <laughs> instead of ruining the entire world, you small person.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's really pathetic. Uh, watching okay I have to be diplomatic here these right-wing grifters just publicly work him over like they know how to push all his buttons mm-hmm. and it works and it's really sad like say what you will about Jack in the way that he ran Twitter and mm-hmm. the fact that he would get screamed at you know every day to ban the Nazis but he didn't like take the bait ever and yeah. Musk always takes the bait and it's like a, that's not really an effective management strategy, and B, like you're not doing your legacy any favors with this
2: yeah I like I feel like Jack truly deeply believes in some weird shit like mm-hmm. I think Jack really, truly believes that crypto is going to save the world and end wars. like he's tweeted that before, like I think he believes he's like religiously fanatical about Bitcoin.
1: Is that what he prays to in his yurt or whatever?
2: Maybe. <laughs> like, like I think that dude had some experiences at burning man and like, God bless.
1: He has and, a shrine to Dogecoin.
2: <laughs> no, like actually, no, he's very into Bitcoin and therefore not the other coins. Okay. You know, gotcha, that, sorry. I like, am not. Right. Yeah. I'm like, not saying like, but like, I think Jack really believes in a bunch of things that I find a little weird and off-putting, but like, all right, man, fine. Like, sure. Okay. Like, I wish you were a little different. I think you could have run Twitter a little different. I think you could have banned some more Nazis. But, like, I think, like, Jack kind of is who he is. And, like, Elon is just kind of, like, very rich and over his skis and shallow and pathetic, but assuming that it will all work out for him. Like, dude is going full anti-Semite this week. I don't think he was going to go full anti-Semite two months ago. I think he's just flailing around (laughs) like a a comedian who's desperate to find an an applause line for whatever audience is in front of. Mm -hmm. And like, it turns out that the Nazis are clapping. So now he's really into that. Like, come on, like, come on, man. Stan, like have any core to yourself. Like, who do you think you are besides Rich?
1: I think the worst part for me is. I mean, if Twitter goes down, lots of lives are ruined. I mean, my mm-hmm. life is ruined. It's the only platform that I've built an audience on. Mm-hmm. And I know multiple of my friends are the same way. So we've seen a bunch of social media sites kind of popping up here and there. I mean, a Mastodon account that I barely understand. <laughs> right. um, apparently I'm in a bad instance, which I don't even know what that means. So uh <laughs> Good luck there. But like, do you see any of these alternatives taking off in the meantime, with, uh, you know, with Musk's sort of uh, swan dive of Twitter here?
2: So I, I think there's three three outcomes that could occur, mm-hmm. um, all of which are cloudy just because of the speed at which he's wrecking things. Like, mm-hmm. if he had wrecked it slow, like I thought he would, then over the course of a year, like a few different alternatives would have emerged. And it would have been like, if you remember, like 2006, there were like mm-hmm. six different social media sites. And like MySpace was the biggest, but like you had a MySpace account, maybe you had a Facebook account if you're in college. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like I had like a tribe account. And like, then there was Google Plus, like there were all these accounts because they were all free and you just had yeah. them all. And then eventually one of them dominated. And if it had taken a year, then a bunch of Twitter alternatives would have emerged, and people would have kind of migrated over, and then figured out which one works best. Mm -hmm. And it's fallen apart so fast that nothing's emerged. Like nothing's really emerged yet. Like Mm -hmm. there's this thing, Post News, and like I'm on it. Like I, I guess, luckily got off the wait list early, but like I haven't used it yet because I don't know what it is. (laughs) And the basic answer is, well, they weren't planning on launching for six months, so like, give them six months, they'll figure out what it is. And sure, it's free. Like okay, take six months. Like Mastodon. Is the it's the Fediverse, like it's not meant to scale this fast. Yeah. So maybe Mastodon will work it like we'll work it out, but like that's really hard. And it's not supposed to scale fast. Yeah. So like I think one option is that over the course of a year somebody builds a good Twitter alternative and everyone just migrates.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Another option is um like I, I I don't think we should underestimate the possibility that Elon is forced to declare bankruptcy for Twitter and sell it for parts. And, you know, like the site could just keep on – like our networks could keep existing on Twitter. And Twitter a year and a half from now could be fine because someone might end up coming in and buying it in a fire sale. Which, again, like Mm. that's kind of the best option is if he ends up losing – I don't know, $40 billion and being forever known as the fucking idiot who he is. But then we keep on having Twitter because like somebody w- walks in and buys it for a song. Like, yeah. I think that's real. Like I'm reading today. He might just be freaking out, but it sounds like there's at least murmurings that Apple right, really might really take them off the App Store.
1: Yeah,
2: he, He's reacting to that by like declaring war on Tim Cook. Um, you know, Elon doesn't read my tweets, but if he did, I would remind him that Tim Cook already kind of shivved mark zuckerberg earlier this year he's already shivved one of the tech billionaires. like it's very possible like uh, i'm just imagining here Mm -hmm. but um tim cook before he before he took over from steve jobs like he went and spoke with steve jobs just before he died and they had a, a private conversation and i'm like imagining that steve jobs whispered to him like if any of these tech fuckers ever ever get out of line it's your job to take care of them right like Tim yeah. Cook could fully ice Twitter. Yeah. And if he decides that it's in the interest of Apple, he'll do so. Like Tim Cook doesn't give a fuck. He'll do it. Um, so like if that happens, then like Twitter's going to go bankrupt. And that would probably be good because then we could still have Twitter. But somebody competent could run it. Um,
1: Maybe Tim Cook will buy it.
2: I don't no. There's no, no chance. That <laughs> Zero chance of that. Um, it is more likely that Rupert Murdoch buys Twitter than that Tim Cook buys Twitter. He doesn't need that. I think that
1: might be worse.
2: <laughs> that, I, maybe what Elon actually needs to do. This is not an option. He's not going to do it. But Elon could just like Elon could say to Jack, who's a friend, like fuck it, Jack. Will you run this for me? And then mm-hmm. Jack could just come back, come back and like run Twitter again.
1: Yeah, but then all his Nazi friends won't like him anymore. So Right,
2: exactly. But like if he realized, oh God, I like my advertisers more than my Nazis, because the Nazis are paying me eight bucks before they get suspended. <laughs> and like it turns out that Procter & Gamble is spending more than eight dollars. Come back, please. Um I actually don't know if they've if they've dropped yet, but like, like half those major advertisers have. So like it's a 50-50 shot that they've dropped. And if they haven't yet, they probably will. Um so like if he decides that he likes his advertisers more than his Nazis, then Like, he could do that, and then it would be fine. Like, Parag Agarwal is, like, hanging out, not doing anything. Like, Elon could, in theory, swallow his pride and be like, Parag, will you please run this company? I'm bad at it. (laughs) Like, clearly he won't because he's, like, a a shallow child going through a midlife crisis. But at at some point, like, we haven't seen the fines from the FTC or from the EU yet. Mm -hmm. But they're coming, and, like, I think they're going to be in the billions with a B. Wow. And – enough you know if you add up enough billion dollars it's going to start to matter even to elon so like i don't think he's going to write this ship but like that's i guess theoretically possible but then the other option that might happen is like we're very used to twitter because we've lived through a decade of stability in the tech landscape where like Mm -hmm. like the internet of 2022 is a lot like the internet 2012 like we've added tiktok and, and instagram but besides that, it's it's the same internet. If you compare yeah. like two, 2012 to 2002, those are radically different internets. And if you go 2002 to 1992, like there wasn't even a World Wide Web in 1992. So like, <laughs> we had decades of rapid change and then a decade of stability. Yeah. Like it's entirely possible that Twitter goes away and gets replaced not by one centralized global social media, but by like Discord and Substack and a lot of other sort of narrower communities. Mm-hmm. And like if that happens, like that's going to... That that'll I think overall be fine. Yeah. It's it's going particularly bad for those of us like like I have forty thousand Twitter followers because of that one time I made fun of Brett Stevens, <laughs> and like I, I am aware that like if if Twitter really goes away, like I don't deserve that many Twitter followers, and like yeah. there will never be another platform where I have that kind of audience because like I'm not catching that lightning in the bottle twice. Yeah. But you know that like that'll also be fine overall. The thing that comes after Twitter. If it's not a replacement, if it's just a different thing, like we're, we're online cultures are malleable enough that we will figure out how to build interesting communities that mm-hmm. like share our work. Like we'll do that on other things. Like maybe Tumblr will make a real comeback. you know, like <laughs> Tumblr right now is full of like a bunch of subcultural communities that really love it and love that not everyone else is on Tumblr. Yeah. Like maybe it'll just be like a diversity of those where everybody's kind of off doing their own thing instead of all being stuck on the same thing. And then some of us will miss Twitter, but like, I don't know. That could be kind of good, too. We'll see.
1: Yeah, I think the the format of Twitter kind of worked with my like internet pilled brain mm-hmm. uh, particularly well, but I, I have found myself lamenting recently that I haven't put more effort into building up my Facebook following. Uh,
2: no, it's not going to be Facebook. No.
1: But here's why I'm saying that. I'm uh-huh. a columnist for MSNBC, mm-hmm. and every time I publish, like I have – Like, my Facebook presence is a desert. Like, I put nothing on Facebook, like, except for, like, occasional happy birthday messages to, like, friends (laughs) from high school I haven't talked to in years that I, like, happen to come across. I don't know. And, but every time I publish an article for MSNBC, I get, like, boomer engagement over there. Uh And, like, I have this dormant authors page, and I get, like, 20 followers every time I publish an MSNBC article, even though I don't even, like, Post on that account. I haven't posted on that account for years. Um, so I'm like sitting here thinking, like maybe I should have actually invested some time into the Boomerverse over on Facebook. I don't know.
2: <laughs> well, mine, like that's the like a that's an awesome coinage, the Boomerverse, <laughs> and that's that like that's what Facebook like Facebook is for boomers. Yeah, Twitter is for writers, and I think in general for like millennials to Xennials, mm-hmm. like. Like, I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm too old for Instagram. Like, just just a little. My wife yeah. isn't too old for Instagram, but, like, I'm a little too old for it. And, like, I'm definitely too old for TikTok. Yeah. Like, if I'm forced to go on TikTok, that's bad. Because, like, A, TikTok doesn't need people like me on TikTok. Like, <laughs> I, I, I think I would ruin it a little bit. I think I would. Um, yeah. But, like, it's, it's for my students. Like, it, that is the place for the youngs, like, Twitter, it's it's definitely for for people who like to write, like it's a writer's platform. Mm-hmm. But like it's it's also like kind of like thirty something, forty something bill, yeah. and it'll be like a shame to lose that. But also, you know what? We'll like we had message boards before. We'll have message boards again. Like we, <laughs> oh my god, the message we'll, boards. We'll make it.
1: Uh, shout out to uh, the UMass Hoops message board that I cut my writing teeth <laughs> on in the early days of the internet. <laughs>
2: Or you know, like with Substack, maybe we can bring back the blogosphere. Huh? Yeah? Huh? Can oh, I interest gosh. you in yeah. a blog role?
1: Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you about RSS feeds. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I do like the idea that, like, that that's what Elon will be remembered for, right? Is, like, you're the one who sent us back to RSS feeds. <laughs> this is what you made us do. You learned, made us remember how to uh, do, like, HTML and XML code. <laughs> you jerk.
1: WordPress thanks you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, The other part of this, too, is it has me... Thinking a lot about the sort of aura of Elon Musk that you mentioned earlier, because mm-hmm. every day we learn more and more about that. I saw an article this morning about his boring company. It, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like a tunnel building company that doesn't yeah. actually build tunnels. Um, yeah. And he's gotten in trouble in like all of these states, right? So I'm reading this article, and they're all states that had significant public. Train projects specifically, like there's a lot of stuff from Maryland, and I know the Purple Line there is like one of the most disastrous public infrastructure projects of all time. I don't think he had anything to do with that, but like Mm -hmm. he like he keeps popping up in all of these places that try to build like high speed trains because I know like in California he's like, no, no, don't buy a don't build a high speed train from LA to San Francisco. Let me build you a tunnel. (laughs) Yeah, a
2: hyperloop. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the hyperloop, right, right, right. And I'm like, I think this guy's been an idiot all along.
2: Well, and what he's been, like, so I, I think of the boring company, that whole project is basically the monorail but underground. Like the monorail guy from The Simpsons. <laughs> like that that that's basically been it. Like he keeps on making promises. I think they actually built one of the tunnels uh-huh. in um in Las Vegas. And it's like it, it's a tunnel that you can put Teslas in so it can go from one spot to another, but you could kind of just walk and yeah. like they spent a lot of money on that. And part of it is just that he hates public transit. Yeah. I think pretty sure cause it's for the poor's and yes. not such a fan of the pores. Um, and so this has been his answer to like, don't build public transit. Let my company build tunnels for you instead. Um, yeah. one piece from the, from the boring company that I remember from like after he had announced the bid for Twitter, but before it looked at all real, um, is he had this tweet about how like, you got to build these tunnels because the thing about these tunnels is that uh, tunnels don't flood. And like the entirety of Twitter from New York was like, let me introduce you to the New York subway. And like, I remember seeing them just being like, (laughs) look, I'm not a structural engineer, but the thing to understand is neither is Elon Musk.
1: Yeah, I,
2: I do think there's a sense in which like, like going back to Apple as an analogy for a second, like the legend of Apple was steve jobs and steve wozniak and steve wozniak was the mm-hmm. like brilliant software coder uh, well, and, and hardware manufacturer who could like who like built the shit and mm-hmm. steve jobs was the visionary who couldn't build shit but like could tell the compelling story of how this stuff was going to change the world and you needed both mm-hmm. and like, I think if you look at the arc of of Elon Musk, part of what's happened, like, I, I think Elon Musk, five, ten years ago, you could make a reasonable argument that he was his generation's Steve Jobs. That in terms of being the compelling okay. visionary who could sell the idea of what a world with electric cars would look like, or a world with space travel, like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I think he was probably the individual in sort of like the tech world who was probably closest to having that mantle of Steve jobs. And he also had Steve jobs, personality in terms of like also being kind of a shitty asshole manager. Um, And part of what has tripped him up is he has repeatedly insisted on also being treated like he's also Steve Wozniak. Like Steve jobs Mm. didn't pretend that he was the one guy who was building the iPhone. Like he pretended he was the one person who envisioned it. And, Mm like Johnny Ive Johnny Ive and a lot of other people actually played a big role in that but like he, he may have like taken the entire visionary light but then he'd be like yeah I hired all these people to build my things and Elon Musk insists on pretending that yeah. like he alone was building the cars and the rockets so of course he can build the twitter and it's like no you're like mm-hmm. every time you try to do that every time you try to make everyone believe you're all of those things you end up face planting in a way that makes it clear that you're a fucking fraud, man. And like it, you know, like I think when we look back on this 20 years from now, it's going to be a like ego tale of Icarus flying too close to the sun and everything melting down just because he, he couldn't manage the idea of like anyone else getting any goddamn credit. And it's, you know, it's a shame because like if the dude had a little less ego, he probably could have done a better job of and I mean, like, look, I think Tesla is probably going to fall apart. After all the major car manufacturers now step in and start building electric cars, there's no reason why Tesla can build it better than all of them. Tesla is yeah. then in, in history going to deserve some credit right. for like building out that infrastructure and convincing people that electric cars are the future. But it's going to end up being a footnote because yeah. this dude's trying to run four companies and also be like a fortune or running a $44 billion website. Like that insistence of yeah. being like, no, I'm the special one. Everyone look at and celebrate me. Like, that's ruining the dude.
1: (laughs) Well, you can take the posts out of the boy, but you can't take the poster. (laughs) I don't know. I totally screwed that up. But (laughs) the guy, you know, posters post. So the guy is just going to try to post his way through it.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Can we also talk about, like, not only is he a bad poster, but, like, (laughs) he has now let Donald Trump back onto the website, which I think is bad for society. But it's also bad for Elon because, like, Trump so far hasn't tweeted like Trump. We have to get, we have to admit is a very good poster. Like there, there's not a lot of things that he's good at, but like he's good at reality TV. He's good at posting. Mm -hmm. And Elon is so bad at posting. Why would you invite Donald Trump back on to humiliate you?
1: Yeah.
2: Like there's no world in which like Donald, Donald Trump either doesn't ever tweet again, which is really embarrassing for Elon. (laughs) <laughs> or he tweets again and it ends up being really embarrassing for Elon. Like, yeah. dude, you did not think this through.
1: <laughs> it's uh, too many Diet Cokes on his bedside, I think.
2: Too, oh my God. Like, oh I can't. Uh, I can't. I can't. I can't. He tweeted a picture of his bedside with four Diet Cokes and two guns today.
1: I'm pretty sure at least one of the guns is fake, so...
2: <laughs> oh, I thought one of them was antique and the other was current, though I don't really know gun culture that much. I, uh, I
1: so I saw one that said that uh, they are pretty sure it was fake and it was, like, a knockoff of, like, a video game gun, which is, like... I mean, if you want 4chan cred, I guess that's the way to go. <laughs>
2: oh. I, like... He could have bought 4chan for a lot cheaper than Twitter if it would was 4chan. Like, come on, man. Spot a deal.
1: Um, There's so much that we could talk about with this, <laughs> and we literally don't have enough time for it all. But we do try to get into some high-mindedness occasionally on this show in between the laughs. But, like... I know a common sentiment that we run into is, you know, I met a lot of my best friends on Twitter, right? Mm -hmm. And that's a a sort of unique thing about this sort of age of the internet Mm -hmm. is how many people found friendship, you know, relationships. I know so many people who met on Twitter who ended up getting married, Mm
2: -hmm. like
1: those people who are worried about losing community. I'm wondering if you have any thoughts about how they can sort of protect their own access to that community while everything is burning down around
2: us. Yeah. So the, the one thought I have is I think we should think about this, like it we're entering 2006 again. Okay. Right. The internet of 2006 was one in which since it's free to start a profile, you start a profile in all the different places. Mm-hmm. Like I'm as annoyed as I, I am with them. And like, I'll tell you like, like I've been annoyed for weeks, but the, the anti-Semitism stuff. Yeah. Like, like that hits. Yeah. Um, but like i i don't think people should be deleting their twitter accounts i think the way twitter is mm-hmm. going to die isn't deleting your account it's people are going to migrate away from it because like right now th- we go on twitter just to complain about the owner of twitter which and we used <laughs> to do a lot more than that on like that that ends up being ultimately pretty boring like i'm checking twitter yeah. less per day because it's no longer fun um yeah. but like i think you stay on twitter and you keep signing up for all the other things because if like it's going to be a really long six months, yeah. but eventually what's going to happen is the parts of Twitter that you value are all going to figure out they're going to like eventually we'll solve the coordination game, like it just takes time, but mm-hmm. eventually the segment of Twitter that that you like and you value and that you would miss, like they're all going to end up on the same Mastodon server or they're going to end up <laughs> on a thing that isn't created yet or post-op yeah. news once we figure out what all that is. Like <laughs> it, it's free to stick around Twitter slowly making fun of Elon Musk. You know, uh-huh. maybe he has to sell it off for parts and we all stay there, but otherwise you can just kind of hang out. And, and like, I like, I wouldn't stress too much about that. Like okay. I stress a little bit about the stochastic violence because I, like, I do think like the Nazis coming back, like they're, they're going to go after people and that's going to be, that's going to be really bad. But in terms of losing community like you know lock down your account so that the nazis can't get at you directly encourage people to do the same so that like you can still communicate with your network without being in the midst of that uh you know block every ad that comes in so that you're not giving him any money um but beyond that like it's free to stick around until the Mm -hmm. next thing comes and i think if we do that like it it feels like it's all falling apart fast but like it's free to keep our accounts there. They're not going away. And I think we just wait it out until the next thing comes.
1: Yeah. Uh, I know that, you know, a lot of, a lot of my Twitter followers are trans. Obviously that fits (laughs) for a lot of reasons. I've lost quite a few Twitter followers who just said, no, I'm leaving. Like this place was barely tolerable before. It's only going to get worse. And I can't handle that. And I totally respect that. Yeah. Um, And I've been thinking like, how can I help protect my community and I've decided I'm going to be a punching bag.
2: <laughs> mm.
1: If the Nazis are screaming at me, that means there's not screaming at somebody less vulnerable than me. <laughs> God bless. God bless. Um. So I will take that, you know, if that's what we need. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just, this is not a, a holiday season stressor. I was, <laughs> I was expecting to have to deal with this year. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, I-, I think, Like I I think that's right. That's that's good and big of you. Um also make sure that you know you know when it's time to tap out because like Mm -hmm. everybody needs a breather. But also oh oh, also one small thing. If people are gonna leave Twitter, don't like stop using your account, don't delete your account, because if Mm -hmm. you do, then your username comes available Mm -hmm. and people can impersonate. So like everyone should be careful on that. But again, like the way these sites, if you go back to the aughts the way websites died wasn't through everyone leaving all at once. It was through like people stopped using it because it became bad. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And like your listeners who are now dealing, like they they were on the edge of too much harassment before. And now they're definitely getting too much. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, definitely stop using like, if it's not fun, don't use it. But like, I think if we wait it out that like the next thing will come, right? Like, Mm -hmm. Twitter is not a monolith. It's like the, the core things that it's good for are the cutting edge of 2007 or 2009. Mm-hmm. So something will replace that. It's going to take a while. It's going to take even longer for all the communities to figure out what the thing is and move over to them. Mm-hmm. But like if we just kind of like remember to breathe and wait it out, like the, yeah. the next thing is definitely going to come.
1: <laughs> well, Dave, I really appreciate the conversation today um and this might take a little bit longer than it normally does but how can our listeners uh connect with you further or find some of your work
2: um so i am substacking pretty regularly uh mm-hmm. dave carp d-a-v-e-k-a-r-p-f uh, dot substack.com uh i'm still on twitter as at dave carp most of my tweets these days are just making fun of elon or <laughs> publishing stuff that i wrote which is mostly making fun of elon um <laughs> I'm hoping to write about other things and think about other things, but he's just so bad. Um, But those are the two main things is, you know, find me on Twitter, uh, find me on Substack. Uh, If people really want to read books, I have a couple of books about uh, digital activism that came out in 2012, 2016, uh, which is ancient history now, but Hey, you know, analytic activism, great stocking (laughs) stuff.
1: I also wanted to endorse your uh, tweets about cancel culture because I usually find them, um, be good and you know sufficiently nuanced in this world that nuance seems to leave the conversation once that topic comes up (laughs) thanks a lot (laughs) well thank you Dave
0: (laughs) okay so so Caitlin before Mm -hmm. we get to out of context cancellations I, I I need to I need to let you know that I'm I'm concerned about you wanting to be the punching bag of Twitter. Oh no, okay. I, I think there I think there are there are other ways you can mm-hmm. you can, you know, serve and protect oh, that's a weird phrase. Oh uh, yeah, no, um. please. I am
1: not I am not the trans Twitter cop,
0: please.
1: Um
0: I don't know. I think that, that taking care of yourself and touching grass um is gonna do more for the community than being a punching bag um and so i just i just i just want you to think about that
1: so basically in practice what what ends up happening is my tweets get a lot of engagement from transphobes anyway Mm -hmm. so what i'll do is like once or twice a week i'll go through and i'll just like quote treat a bunch of idiots and like it's all of the transphobes looking at me because they quote tweet you back and it gets the whole thing going, right? Mm -hmm. But I don't see any of that unless I go looking for it. Mm. So I come in and I drop my bomb of quote tweets. I get them looking at me and then I never see what they say back. (laughs) Gotcha. Yeah, it's something that I've been doing for a while anyway. This, This is like my way of giving back to the community that's given me so much
0: which is really a weird analysis i realize like as long as you're touching grass a little bit and not getting (laughs) roped in and seeing all the hate then you do you just just uh i heard that i was concerned wanted wanted to make sure you know yeah anyway let's let's get to some out of context cancellations so one of our listeners wanted to cancel screenshots of articles that crop out the name of the website where they're published. Yeah, I feel like that one is like uh that's a tough one, right? Like I think the context is important for whether I would cancel this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> like I don't necessarily want people sharing m- or uh, screenshots of my articles without like linking to it so that my work gets engagement but at the same time if they're bad articles we don't want them clicked so like there's there's a catch-22 there
0: so so it just needed a little context Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay here's one the post-workout aches yeah i
1: mean i don't work out but that sounds awful
0: Uh, is that that might be why you don't work out (laughs) (laughs) you know that's why i don't work out (laughs) um let's see x's of course (laughs) i (laughs) I don't know i like a lot of my exes but yeah that's i mean you know some exes some exes let's see very specific when the portion of interstate 294 that's in and around chicago
1: yeah i have no context for this so uh truly out of context i don't like
0: traffic so (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. yeah how about um red state versus blue state media narratives
0: yeah they're they're pretty tired and boring and inaccurate
1: sometimes harmful even mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. okay so we're gonna also cancel any union official saying way to go to the mascot of management hmm, that seems very specific um i think it's about disney aha okay so we're also going to cancel power cables that are three inches too short it sounds like one of our <laughs> listeners had a frustrating afternoon <laughs> or morning maybe <laughs> yeah frustrating time trying to get their uh setup working uh feel that deep in my bones
1: uh how about we cancel condescending explanations of basic shit
0: yeah, th- those are really annoying. Um, also really annoying back-to-back meetings. Hmm, indeed. Another listener wants to uh, cancel using "passed away" instead of "died." Yeah, that's fair. One of one of my very first editors told me this. Like, never use "passed away." I used it in an article, and he was like, "No, died." um so yeah i think that this is this is a like don't use euphemisms just like say the thing um some people in our discord were talking about how like it it doesn't take away how how hard that shit is it just like Mm -hmm. is this weird euphemism that's like not helpful Mm -hmm. um so yeah just consider Oh, okay. So we talked about abandoned cart emails um, on this podcast, and talked about canceling those. Someone got in an abandoned cart phone call.
1: Oh my god, really?
0: Yeah, yeah. So we're going to cancel those because those are awful.
1: (laughs) Okay, this one's really specific. We're going to cancel cats having to have more expensive dental work than one of our listeners.
0: Oof. Yeah. Sometimes those cat vet
1: bills. (laughs) Mm. we're also gonna do our weekly cancellation of the new york times for transphobic article uh uh,
0: yep 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 also gonna cancel micromanagers (laughs) and how about
1: loud racing engines
0: my brain doesn't like those (laughs) they overstimulate me so much um and cancel people complaining about getting things that others would love to have that sounds like a good one
1: yeah. if you want to submit your own out of context cancellations you can do so by joining our discord and you can get discord access by supporting us on patreon uh, you can also get episodes early your support helps us become a
0: weekly show you can join and learn more about other perks at www.patreon.com cancelmedaddy today's show was made by me, Oliver Klein and my incredible co-host, Caitlin Burns D. Peter Schmidt made our theme song and Ethan M.W. designed our graphics. Our show is made possible by the incredible Cancelers supporting our work, especially the member of our Canceler Hall of Fame, with the great power to cancel all enemies, Matt. We appreciate your support. Happy Canceling!